Hey, hey, what do you say? It's the Sporting Chance Podcast, episode 81. And I do less of the talking because we have our very first interview guests. Carter and Steve, the guys from Xenopucks. We're going to talk to them in a second. It's going to be great. say episode 81 of the sporting chance podcast as always i am your host here matthew maritaya but i'm only talking for a very short period of time so as i tease the intro we have an interview today with carter and steve the guys over at xenopuck now xenopuck is something i talked about uh two or three shows ago where it was a a training tool that I was starting to use both just practicing to keep my men's league skills from completely eroding and from me being totally trash on the ice and also a, a using it for various uh, coaching chances and opportunities. So really I was just super excited when they reached out and we started talking and uh, we figured out a way to get them on, t- yeah, get them on the show, and it was really, uh, really a very interesting conversation. Right, it took me back to the history uh, of the actual product. Right, it started off as uh, you know something that just they were using. That was the creation of uh, Carter's dad, Tony, and you know they were Florida guys, right, hockey guys, but. You can't really just get ice all that easily. And I know that's a big problem for everyone in the hockey community, especially everybody who wants to get better. You can't always, you know, get onto the ice and find a way to, you know, get those skills. It's expensive, right? You have to get coaches, right? You can't just, typically you can't just buy ice and go out onto it, right? Their open skates are crowded, right? Stick time. Who knows what is happening? So they had this sort of special puck that works on all surfaces that they were able to adapt and use into their off-ice training. And it's exploded into a product that's going international. And, I mean, I saw it first on Instagram. And I thought, well, okay, a puck that slides on every surface. This has to be something that I'm going to try. Because I'm always looking for tips, tricks, right? As an older brother of hockey players, as a coach, you know, as someone who still, you know, wants to do his best, you know, even if it's just for my little men's leagues teams. Uh, so, you know, I had to give it a try, and I was blown away. I was thoroughly impressed. And you know, I, I said that on the pod a couple weeks ago before I even got a chance to talk to them. So, getting to find out more. Uh, about the product, how they use it, how they think it's best used, was insightful, not only just for me, my own training, but as a coach, right? And I know Steve did a lot of coaching, skills coaching, um, you know, so he talked a lot about that uh, extensively through our interview, and I gotta say, now, they weren't they didn't go as far as this, but I think that this is going to be the the way to play roller hockey soon. Now, 
The pucks are a little harder than actual hockey pucks, so that could be an issue. But I think everyone playing roller should be wearing chest protectors and some type of upper body guards anyway. But I just think that this product is so great. And I think the thing that I didn't even realize was happening until they sort of talked it out for me is that the puck does trip a little bit over some surfaces or can jump a little bit easier than say your typical ice puck but that is still simulating you know a, a real world event right we talked about it thing the you know, crappy ice in the third period that was the example i came up with but really anytime there's an edge right you're coming off the boards right if you can pick uh, carter said this a lot if you can pick up a zeno puck you can pick up a real puck so i think just as a, a confidence building tool right practice tool this thing is so good, and they're always looking for ways to tweak it, ways to make it better. And it was really a fun, insightful conversation. We talked uh, some more NHL hockey at the end. Uh, they're big Florida Panthers guys, so it was a little, you know, we uh, yeah, were a little bit bummed about the results for them uh, with – Vegas being able to take the cup and Florida coming up short, but uh, it's a fun conversation, right? It's fun getting to talk with hockey people, people in the industry, and I think that everybody is really going to benefit from listening to what they have to say, and if you're a player, coach, parent, brother, sister, right, this is a, a product that you want for hockey player in your life, right, your team, your kids, whatever it is. I think this is something that uh, really is a very simple tool that can take you know, somebody's practices to the next level. And I mean, it's literally the most fundamental part of the game, the puck. Other than skates, it's the puck. You can't have hockey without it. So without me rambling on any further, we are going to go right into our interview with Carter and Steve from Xenopucks, and I hope you all enjoy it. Talk to you in a bit. All right, so this is a Sporting Chance podcast first. All right, you're our first interview guests. Uh, only the fourth guests, we've, yeah, fourth total guests that we've had on before, but welcome into the podcast, and we're talking to the innovators, creators, fantastic minds, hockey heads behind Xenopucks. Xenopucks? Xenopucks. Xeno. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's literally, I mean, how do you come up with a name like Xenopucks? Do you just love X's or? <laughs> so um, I'm Steve and this is Carter. And uh, Carter's dad, like we grew up in Florida playing roller right, hockey. Yep. And so Carter's dad made the puck for us. But the company that he had, who's like, you know, he he worked another place, but he also had his own business just making stuff. And it was called Xeno Mechanics. And so once he made the puck, it was just the Xeno puck. Ah, uh, okay. Sort of fit, you know, it's Xeno mm -hmm. means alien. And, uh, you know, the Xeno puck is sort of an alien puck from outer space, you know, so. Yeah, like nobody, nobody saw it coming, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, definitely. I, I mean, I didn't know there was anything out there like it until I stumbled upon it. I want to say 90% sure it was through Instagram. 
And I was like, okay. And I'm looking at these claims. Like this is a puck that is the same size as a regular puck, has all the same dimensions, same weights, but it works on every non-ice surface. So I had to buy three <laughs> and, and <laughs> sort of make myself a triangle to shoot through, stick handle through. And it, I, of course it worked and it's fantastic. And how hard was that to develop? Because you think of something like this would have been out there by now, but it, nothing has worked as well uh, until this product. So how, how did that happen? Why did it take so long? Why was it so hard? Well, you know, that's something we've been sort of wondering ourselves, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, you know, pretty blessed that we get to sell this, this product, you know, Xenopuck. Uh, my, my dad, the inventor of the puck, he, you know, he says the same thing, right? He, mm -hmm. he was always telling us that, oh, no, this is too simple. Somebody else came up with this, right? But, um, you know, apparently not. And I guess that's just how, you know, things start, right? Someone just takes a chance and comes up with it. But essentially, he's an engineer mm -hmm. and he, he put the pieces together. He said, you know, uh, he needs to have the same weight. He looked for material that could satisfy the uh, friction, uh, low friction on concrete. And, um, you know, bam, Xenopuck. Yeah, well, so like the way, the reason it kind of happened is because we grew up playing roller hockey. Mm -hmm. And then once we decided to make the switch to ice hockey, we sucked at all of it, right? We didn't know how to skate. <laughs> and like, so skating was one thing, right? Getting the ice time, like going out to public session, whatever, and just like getting on the ice and skating. But then... You know, you go to a stick and puck and you don't even know what to do with the puck because it weighs more than the puck that we're using. So that's why his dad was like, I, I just want to come up with something so that you guys can, you know, be getting better at ice hockey while you're, you know, anytime that you're playing. So that was kind of how it came about. Yeah. When was the jump? How old were you guys? Well, well I was I was 11. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, that was, man, 20 years ago. So. <laughs> and. You know, Steve, Steve said uh, about a year and a half ago, he's like, you know, let's start a business with this thing we've been using all our life, you know, that nobody else has. And, um, you know, here we are. And it's I know I started with street hockey, right? I had to play three years of that, two years of roller hockey, just to even convince my parents that I was you know, like, I'm sticking with this. Like, let's get on ice. But yeah, <laughs> making that transition was definitely difficult uh though since i never actually mastered stopping on the roller skates that was the only part that was easier <laughs> <laughs> yeah but especially because it was you guys were growing up in florida how i mean how many rinks were there even to get to just one that <laughs> was close and everything else was roller forever. roller rinks or ice rinks ice rinks yeah so ice rinks there's um there were there were three that were like within 35 minutes mm -hmm. like one of them was probably 20 minutes from us the other two were around 30 to 35 minutes and then there was one that was like felt like you know it was like years away but it was like you know probably 45 minutes to yeah. get to that one um so yeah that was that was kind of our like what we had in the area mm -hmm. um which you know honestly like people were surprised that there's even hockey in florida even now, like, you know, mm -hmm. like back then it made sense, but now it's like kind of like, it seems like Florida's kind of growing in that. Yeah. But people yeah. would still be like, oh, you're from Florida and you play hockey. And it's just like, yeah. 
we're from the Boca Raton area too. So we're sort of lucky to be in Southeast Florida, uh -huh. a lot of people down there and, um, you know, up in the middle part of Florida, there's really not many rinks at all. So we got pretty lucky with that. Mm -hmm. But as you know, ice hockey is kind of expensive, right? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot more concrete than ice. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, having the tool like the, the Xenopuck just to, work and use in the time away from the ice uh, how many did you so you were just churning them out as you needed them and then event like what made you decide to go to market from there just so, everyone kept asking to buy them or can i have more do you have any so probably like when when they were first made maybe like you know carter's dad made like i don't know 10 at most yeah, right? something like that. and like you know you'd lose them because they go off yeah. the crossbar out into the woods yeah. um <laughs> but like you know every time you go out and you you'd bring it out if there was people out there they'd try it and they'd be like oh what is this thing this is pretty cool and, you know we're like yeah it's Carter's dad made it whatever and then so I would every once in a while like I would be like hey man like you you should try to sell this like mm -hmm. talking to Carter's dad and he's just he's an engineer you know he like he can make a lot of he's made a lot of crazy things like i've seen him do things that i'm just like how did you even like how did you come up with that why don't you have a tv show <laughs> right like but um you know he was always like oh like you know i don't know how to sell anything and nobody you know it's so simple like nobody's gonna like somebody's already gonna come up with it and mm -hmm. if it made sense somebody would have come up with it all this stuff and so when i got older i started coaching and then you know, I was always like you were saying, like, you know, people are playing roller hockey. It's expensive to get the ice time. And I was working with beginners. And so I was trying to keep it as cost effective as possible for the people because, I, you know, I wanted it to make sense for them to keep on playing hockey. Oh, yeah. And so I would do roller lessons with the Xenopuck because like they're they're people that want to play ice hockey, but don't want to pay for the ice time and the coaching and everything. So it was like, OK, like, let's use something that's going to make make you better at ice hockey, even though you're not on the ice. Right. So I was using it for a while with that. And then, you know, like, actually, when we when we first started using it, I, I think I hated it because I sucked, like, at using it. And Carter was, like, a little bit better about it because he mm -hmm. played ice before I did. But um, then when I got older, it was, like, the only thing I wanted to use. And so then one day I was just, like, you know, like, we, we both have had different jobs. I was coaching. I loved coaching. And uh, I still do, like, when I get a chance, I still go out and coach. Carter was working for a law firm, and, you know, like, he had a, a good job. And so it's mm -hmm. not like we were, like, you know, what are we doing with our lives? We need to, like, do something different. It was just, like, we have this thing that nobody has, and, like, you know, everybody loves it. Like, we should try to see if it's something that we can turn into a business. And so then we just, like, we're, like, yeah, let's just do it, you know? And we made a website. We didn't have a logo at the time mm -hmm. and like we just were like let's just try to make it happen so we kind of sent out some to people just get feedback because we're like if people hate it and like you know well it's not waste our time and money right, yeah but we sent them out and we got a lot of good feedback so we just kind of been going since then was there anything i guess technically with the actual creation of the puck that proved to be troublesome or needed refinement or that got worked on i guess over the time before it, you first got it and then it you know started becoming a, a marketable product or was it just oh, here here's a puck this should slide on everything else well the the material is mm -hmm. is the 
you know, it's the basis of everything, right? Yeah. So that's never changed. But, you know, uh, Steve and I, we, even to this day, we're still manufacturing them ourselves, right? We you know, work out of Maryland. Um, so <clears throat> any manufacturing operation is going to have all sorts of little itty bitty issues. And, you know, there's always stuff that just pops up to this day. Um, we, Steve said we didn't even have a logo, right? right well, yeah. You know, when we first started selling the pucks, we were selling them without any sort of, um, you know, identifier, right? There was no Xeno puck or anything. Mm -hmm. It was plain, you know? And so then we got a sticker, right? And, and the sticker was, uh, you know, it looks like our logo and you can identify it, but it doesn't look clean, right? Yeah. And so then, you know, my dad, of course, comes up with another idea. He says, let's, you know, there's this laser thing, right, that you can use to etch the outside. And um, that's been a big thing, right? Like people love the clean look and, you know, the, the logo will never scratch off anymore and, mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So, and then, you know, just business process improvements, little things like that, um, you know, figuring out logistics, how to get pucks to people at the cheapest price, um, you know, all that sort of little thing. Um, those things are always being trying, trying to be optimized. So I think um, the other, the other things that we're kind of looking at is like, we get a lot of feedback from customers and one of the things is color. Like everybody's yeah. always like, can you get them in different colors? And like, like, we're like, whatever, right. As far as the color, but mm -hmm. like, it, it makes sense though, too. Cause like the color that it is right now, it's, you know, if you go to a, like a, a roller rink, like one of the things you can barely even see it on the rink. Cause a lot of the rinks are kind of almost like a gray color. Right. So yeah. you could even just lose it if it's on the rink. Yeah. But then if you shoot it out into the woods, it's like so hard to find. Right. Cause like, so somebody has got like a green biscuit or, you know, whatever else puck, it's got this bright color. So if you lose it out, outside of the rink it's easier to find so like we're working on trying to figure that out and then also um the other the big one that people are always asking about is the texture like having um yeah you know like like the way that an ice puck is like mm -hmm. having like uh just like more of a grip so we've been messing around with like trying to figure out a solution to that as well um but you know the other thing is that the puck itself is for training and and so like to us like we want to make sure that people even know what it is before we go around messing with it right yeah and and like we're always kind of trying to come up with new ways of making like uh improvements on that stuff and so like things are in the works right now but it's mm -hmm. not it's not the easiest to make those changes or like decide that those changes are the right changes to make and like yeah. start like, yeah you know, then, then it's like putting it out there like oh like we have a different version and all that stuff mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like all those decisions that go to like, okay, should we make another color? Should we make how many of that other color? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's the most sellable color? And there's all sorts of business science and extras behind that. But it's yeah, the the core product is yeah, obviously what you want to focus on. And it's so easy and so simple to use. And I I'm a coach myself. So from the coaching standpoint, uh, what do you find that it other than the you know the realism of the movement for off ice, what's the, I guess the the most applicable way you found to use it that helps your on ice game once you're off ice? Um, so if you if like it's depends on what surface you're able to use yep. it on, right? Like, because not everybody's going to have a roller rink or even like a smooth surface. Um, so like if you're on a smooth surface, you can pretty much do anything. Mm -hmm. I would say one of my favorite things to work on is like uh just like like one timers but not like a snap one timer but like more of like a receive it and like shoot off the reception and so i, I try yeah. to do like catch without making any noise 
and then shoot without making any noise, right? So if you just okay, do a yeah. catch and shoot without making mm -hmm. any noise, because um, a lot of the blades that we would use with it, it's heavier puck and it's, you know, you hit it and it's, it feels even like more solid than an ice puck. And so some of the off ice blades would break if you like hit it too hard. Yeah. And so then like you almost have to, depending on what you're using, you almost have to like be soft with it. Like, you know, everything mm -hmm. you're doing. So I think one of the things is it really gives you soft hands. Mm -hmm. um, also, if you're hard on it, it, it will like flop if you're not like, you know, you're not doing a good job of controlling it. So it almost like, it almost amplifies your mistakes, right? Like where yeah, it, like, it has that, it, it's almost like a, a little trick. If you do, if you're not smooth, it'll, it'll twist and it'll turn on you a little yeah, bit. It's going to let you know that it's like, yeah. you need to like get softer hands. Like Yeah. Your technique definitely has to be on par, right? Because if not, then it's going to, you know, your shot's going to go wild, right? Because yeah. you know, bucks bouncing everywhere. Mm -hmm. um so the other thing though is like the with it not having the grip it is it does slide off the stick easier and mm -hmm. so like if you get good at shooting like all right this is my opinion right but like to me like when i was working with the xeno puck like just working on my shot my ice shot got better than my shot with the xeno puck right whereas like i feel like a lot of off ice pucks you know having them be lighter like you shoot a puck that's lighter like yeah. you're like oh wow my shot's so yeah. hard you go back to the ice and you're like what happened to my shot you know like why did I think I was so good? And right. like, you know, Xeno Puck, you're like, you go out there and you're like, man, I suck. And then you're like, you go back to the ice and you're like, oh, wow, actually, I'm, I'm not that bad. You yeah. Know? So it's almost like, it's like train harder than you play. Yep. It's kind of like mm -hmm. the way that we see it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But so that's all on like a, a smooth surface, especially like it's nice to have something to shoot at. Uh, one thing just to mention for anybody that is listening that's wanting to get one is like, you got to be careful if it's coming off of anything. Um, the yeah. posts like you don't want to get hit off the post but if you were going to shoot and you wanted to shoot at a wall like definitely be far away from the wall when you shoot like you know because <laughs> you don't want to get hit with it um another thing too is like jagged edges will will chip the puck like if you shoot at like a really rough jagged wall it'll chip the mm -hmm. puck um but so then on like if you only have like rough surfaces i skate with it just because it's like fun for me, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a challenge, but it jumps, it jumps around oh, a yeah. lot. And so, but again, it's like, if you practice with it off ice on a rough surface and you're stick handling, it, it's jumping around, but you can keep control of it. Then you go back to the ice and this puck is just staying flat, settled down. It's like, it just, it feels that much easier. Yeah. I mean, third period choppy ice, you're going to be in that situation no matter yeah. what. So yeah, yeah that too. It, exactly. That, yeah. And That's how else do you prepare answers. for that? You yeah. gonna go like to a stick and puck at the end? You know, <laughs> like well, there's the pond hockey analogy too, right? Yeah, like, people playing pond hockey up north, they all say, you know, they've learned to deal with choppy ice and deal mm -hmm. with bouncy pucks because, I mean, anybody's played pond hockey, you know that that ice is never perfect, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's always choppy. I mean, you know, you break an ankle if you're not careful. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah, and I know, especially going back to what you're saying with the shooting. I, like I never shot the lighter pucks or the the fake pucks. I always had to have the right, like the little ice pad, and then just your regular bucket to try to because mm -hmm. I didn't want to shoot anything lighter. Or maybe I would try to get the the weighted pucks and shoot those. But having something like this that you know functions and you can actually it feels like you're shooting right. It feels a lot more natural even than 
working off those pads with the regular pucks, especially when you're moving, at least from what I found. And it's, but have you found people have a reluctance to shoot with the pucks or? I don't, I don't think I've really heard that from anyone. Um, I do understand like having the pad and then like being able to take 50 shots at once. Right. Cause like, you know, the, the puck's not cheap. And so like, I, I get people that are like, I only bought one because I wanted to just like stick handle mm-hmm. and take shots. So like if you're skating around and you want to shoot, that's great. Cause you can go just skate over and pick yeah. it up. But if you're trying to take 50 shots at one time, I think it does make more sense to just do it off of a, a sheet and, you know, have a buck advice bucks, you know, I don't know, they're like $2 a piece or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you get a like 50. So there's that, but um, I don't think, um, I, I guess the other thing that people have said is that they're afraid of losing it because right. of the cost yeah. and i i understand that too but then mm-hmm. you know there's like you know what do you what are you getting it for you want to get better at hockey like yeah. you're not just doing it to mess around or if you are then like i get that too so yeah i know especially as a coach i've uh i've had it for a bit now and even it's given me a chance to at home just walk through drills physically that or you know on roller skates something like that that you know i don't have the ice time for that i can't you know go buy a sheet and then make sure that what i'm drawing up makes sense so now i have the chance to do that and i think that's i mean that's really helped me because i've had some drills that i've totally thrown out now and i was like oh wait this makes no sense whereas you know i would have tested it on them and then i would have thought they're not getting what i'm saying and then we would have been trying this frustrating drill over and over, but it's, yeah. So that's, I know one way that it's helped me directly other than, you know, just having something that I can shoot stick handle skate with. Um, have you guys, I, I know you said you're focusing mostly on the the product and getting it out to, you know, people who want to practice, but have you tried to get in touch with roller hockey leagues or, work on making it an official puck for outdoor sports well i mean anybody who's been hit with the xeno puck sort of mm-hmm. knows that it's really not an option i mean that's sort of our feeling on it yeah uh, we we know crazy people who have played games with it and continue to play shiny games but um you know that it is it is some room for growth right like yeah maybe not exactly the xeno puck but a variation on that sort of like what we we're talking about earlier it's yeah always learning um, always trying to develop new things and so like you know we growing up playing roller hockey down there we we've heard a lot of stuff about about the roller pucks right the classic mm-hmm. you know sonic pucks and all that stuff like the nubs wear out and you know people don't you know people that are ice players they don't like them so you know there's there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of room for improvement in that and it is something we're working on but in terms of the xeno puck itself it's just you know, it can't really be shot at a goalie either. And that's probably right. the biggest problem. Um, you know. Yeah, our, our biggest concern really is that people aren't getting hurt with it, right? Because yeah, it is yeah. it's harder than an ice puck. And like people like uh, will be like, What do you mean? Like it's like, you know, people get yeah. goalies play against mm-hmm. ice pucks and we're just like, listen, like, you know, we'll send you one. You can take a look at it. Like we are telling you not to shoot it at a goalie. Yeah. But like, you know, once you have it, it's like you're going to do what you want with it yeah. um but 
definitely we've had a couple people that have mentioned like getting hit with it and saying oh this thing will like break your shin and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, like it's like yeah that's what it's the truth you know yeah but we I mean, send out a little warning card with every one of them that says yes like, you know, yep i remember that yep yeah <laughs> so it's like it should be it, it should you you know wear full full gear if you're really like going out there and like ripping yeah. it don't like be close to the net when you're shooting because if it mm-hmm. comes off the post and hits you in the shin you're going to be having a bad day um stuff like that and I, I think really like the scariest thing is like if you know because like the rink back home like they have like basketball hoops that are like right off to the side of yeah. the net so it's like for me like if i'm ever out shooting around and there's somebody even near where i'm at like i, I just won't shoot because mm-hmm. it's like i don't i don't want to have that you know I, like first off it's our business so like that's yeah. scary anyway. but then just you know hitting someone with a puck that isn't expecting that that's I kind of feel bad anyway about that. Mm-hmm. So, and then you have like you would have people watching games, then you know, pans through the little chain link fences, and then you know, where oh, yeah. somebody misses the net, you're, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's like you know, the how they have the fence actually, like this happened a couple of times, and like nobody was around or anything, but just mm-hmm. like thinking about what if someone was there, and it's like where the boards in the fence meet, there's that little gap. Yep, and yep. It's like gone straight through that gap. And I'm like, man, like <laughs> just like the thing. Like, and then you just like you normally if you see somebody behind you, like whatever, like they're just there, like it's mm-hmm. not gonna hit them. But like now I'm like, I can't even shoot if someone's around, like because you know, whatever with that. Mm-hmm. Or another thing is if it goes off the crossbar, comes down, hits a car. Oh you know, you, you ever just have a puck go off the crossbar and you duck for no reason? Yep. But it's not coming near you. You're just like ducking because you're you're scared about what's going to happen with it. You don't know what to do. Yeah, you're you're, you're waiting. You're waiting for the sound to figure out like, oh, yeah. what's it hitting? What's it hitting? Yeah, that's my reaction a lot of times when it goes up. Yeah, so definitely, yeah. If you're using it, make sure you at least have your helmet on. Yeah, helmet yeah, and yeah, shin guards too. Because like I think getting mm-hmm. hit in the shin, it's like just straight there, right to the bone. Oh like, yeah, it's not going to feel good. Um, yeah, that's that's the one piece of equipment I've never forgotten and never would forget the shin guards. Because I know I, yeah. I grew I was a defenseman, so I had to well, I didn't have to, but eventually I learned to just to get in front of everything and beat up my legs and my feet. But I know that especially something like this for defensemen who are training off ice, I think it's so great because Again, right? Lack of ice time, and uh, a defender has to do so many different moves, escapes, reads coming off of you know behind the net, coming around the net, and not having you know, something smooth that you can skate with makes trying to work through that so much harder or so much more frustrating. So something like this, I think, also really benefits. If I had to pick a position, I would say defenseman more so than anybody else. Yeah. yeah we um definitely heard that from like i've sent the puck out mm-hmm. to a couple of different just like specifically defensive coaches yeah. and they've said that as well like doing stuff from the point and all that working on skating backwards with the puck and taking shots all that stuff so well yeah you see hand eye as well it's such yeah. a big thing right especially in the nhl like higher level and that's sort of what the xeno puck can help out with a lot is is just you know if it's going to bounce a little bit if you get like a little chip into the corner mm-hmm. You got to go in, you know, check over your shoulder and it's still bouncing. You get to pick it off the boards. And if you can control the Xenopod coming off the boards like that, then in an ice game, you know, it's going to, you're going to, you're going to feel the difference, right? Like mm-hmm. that translation um, that he was talking about earlier, it's just, 
you know, it's you're definitely training harder than you play in a lot of instances. So, yeah, I think that's really like the biggest thing about the puck, honestly, is the way that the practice translates to the ice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like really like the selling point of it is the fact that like if you're if you're training for ice hockey off the ice, like the puck, it just it translates better than than any other puck that you could mm-hmm. use off ice. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a stack of pucks in the garage, all different shapes, sizes, colors, nubs, without, and this one, honestly, God, has been the smoothest, the easiest to work with, and the one that I've had the most fun working with, because when you feel like you're actually like, oh, I'm doing this, and this feels right, right, not like oh, this is sliding, but I don't know, right, because you don't trust the puck you don't trust the surface you're on but now with this you're like okay this is conquering all the surfaces so what i'm doing is working right this is correct so i mean that's a huge confidence boost to just in that respect and i'm not training for anything i'm just i'm trying to figure out drills to give to you know kids that i'm going to coach and or you know make sure that my men's league skills are you know, not eroding too quickly. So yeah, yeah, Aren't we all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that that's the fun thing about it too. Like we go to tournaments and we like set up a table and bring the puck, and it's it'll slide on rubber too, right? And so yeah. like a lot of times we get set up on rubber and like it doesn't slide as well as outside. We always tell people, but they're like, yeah, I mean it doesn't slide as well like as like you know whatever like on rubber, but like if it slides this well on rubber, I can only imagine how it is outside, mm-hmm. right? But like the the thing that's cool is like guys that will come up, you know, will say, "Hey, have you tried the puck yet?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't even practice off ice." And we're just like, "Listen, like, we just want you to try it and hear what yeah. you think." And then they try it, and their their face is like, "Oh my god, like, what yeah. is this mm-hmm. thing?" You know, and so like you get a reaction out of people that aren't even like interested in off ice training, and so that's like, you know, that's given us a lot of confidence to continue doing what we're doing. Also, mm-hmm. right? like, now, have you guys thought about? taking that right because your focus is so much off the ice and building onto that like right these are our xenopucks drills or these are what you know we were doing growing up that helped us like have you thought about implementing that into the site or your socials or anything like that well i mean yeah i guess there's always room you're, you're talking more like uh training drills and, yeah and yeah helping people like facilitating training i it, it's sort of you know, it's sort of like what we are, right? Like we're yeah. both sort of, we're coaches, right? We've been playing forever. We're always, you know, we're always trying to get better ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing is, is there's just so many people out there oh, that yeah. have great expertise. Um, and I mean, Steve's more of the skills coach. He knows, mm-hmm. you know, sort of that avenue better. But, but I mean, you know, there's just, there's a lot of people doing that stuff, right? Yeah. So. I mean, you yeah. want to talk about skills, right? Uh, how crazy was the, the Pavel Barber review? Once you oh, guys saw oh, that, man, tears in our eyes when yeah. we saw that thing, man. <laughs> we're just, like it was crazy because he reached out to us and like you know I'm like always going through just yep. reaching out to people. Hey, do you want to try the puck? And like people sometimes don't even respond. And like he actually was like, hey, like if you guys you know are looking for like you know if you want somebody to make a video for the puck, like reach out, let me know. And I'm just like harder. Pavel Barber reached out to us. Are you kidding me? Like what is this? You know, I'm like. We were watching him before we ever even, mm-hmm. you know, before we ever started the company or even thought about it. And then, like, for him to be like, hey, like, I, like you know, if you guys need, I can make a video. Like, yeah, so cool. 
And so like, yeah, to have that video then too, and like, just hear him actually like talking about the puck, like he's like, okay with it, you know, yeah. <laughs> even just okay. Yeah. With he it. He's ripping around and is like, yeah, this works. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, that, so that was awesome. And you know, like you just, you don't expect that growing up, like you're never like, you see these guys and like, they're like, uh, you know, like almost like an NHL player, you're, like mm-hmm. never going to meet them or anything like that. So to be in a position where we're actually like able to be involved with him in some way, it was pretty awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, you know, NHL players, you know, we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, obviously Stanley cup didn't go the way you guys wanted it to, oh, but geez, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you were there. My, my flyers were golfing or they were basically checked out in February, yeah. but uh, yeah. How was that seeing, you know, Florida make a run, at least like that? It's been 30 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we've been been waiting our whole lives for the Panthers to be where they're at. And there was a couple times where, like, they seemed like they could be there, you know? like I know. That was the, what, they got Yager. They were like, you had a Yager, Barkov, Huberto line. That was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was the triple overtime versus Carolina. Yeah. No, no, right? it was the Devils. The Devils. Oh, yeah, the Devils. and we had Jose Theodore in that. It yeah. went to. I was at the game actually, and like yeah. you know, I, I was I think making prosthetic legs at the time. Mm-hmm. I had to work at like six a.m. the next morning, and I'm just like, like this bet this better be a win, you know? And then it's yeah. not. I'm just like devastated. <laughs> Come on. So it it was surreal though this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just crazy, you know, seeing them. And then they, they actually made the cup, right? And yeah. Couldn't believe it, right? But next year. Right? Yeah. And then what, Kachuk played with a broken sternum? Yeah. I heard um, Ekblad, I think, had something. Mm-hmm. Was it a broken leg? Or I could believe, I yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And that's what sucks, too, is, like, they got to that point in the, the finals, and they're all so beat up, and it yep. seemed like the Knights really didn't have the same kind of issues going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is, like, Riley Smith and uh, and Marcia So. Yeah. I loved them when they were on the Panthers, yep. and then, yep. like, we let them be the guys that got taken in the, you know, for, the, for Vegas, mm-hmm. and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, there's nobody else that we could have, like, had, like, as a, you know. So, I, yeah, there's that, and, you know. So to see them two go, yep. was like, it was pretty cool. Um, but also, like, I felt like, you know, they've already been to the finals. They kind of, like, you know, I think yeah. maybe the Panthers deserve it a little bit more just because of being around forever. Yeah, I mean, they, hadn't, not... they hadn't been that far since, I want to say it was, like, 96. Oh, no, it was 96 because they were in the league 93. And then it was, yeah, so 96, and they lost to the, the Avalanche. Yeah. And they got swept. Yeah. So at least we also we won a game. Patrick Wall, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Legend. All right. Then you had like Scott Mellonby dragging the team along with him. And, yeah. 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 But well, we also got to go to the um we went to the game that they won. Game three. Oh, game yeah. Three, yeah. So that was cool too. Unreal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, like being able yeah. to be there for it. So yeah, and I know that right, it, it's so weird with Vegas because right, you assumed that after their expansion draft went way too well, they would have fixed it. So that Seattle would suck for a while, but even they're good now. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, I mean, this the, the talent in the league is insane. And you can't not put together a good team, it seems like. And, I mean, all of that leads back to off-ice and leads back to what you guys are doing, too. So it's, I mean, directly, right, There, there's a direct link between a you know, little six-ounce puck and 
you know, the, the highest levels. And it's, yeah. yeah, I know I went to the, I was at the NHL coaching clinic. They did it right before the draft, which they also gave us a ticket for, which was fun because a lot of very happy Blackhawks fans were there. But that was like amongst the topics that people were talking about, whether it's, you know, on ice, off ice training, like what are we doing? Like what are we supposed to be coaching or what are we trying to coach most efficiently? And Right. There, there's so many different things you can do. Like I use a like I have a weighted gel stick too. That's like oh, a two, yeah. the two pound stick. I've felt that before. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, and the reason I love that is because I can still like it's usable on the ice. Right. I don't shoot much with it, but you can stick handle. You can skate around. Right. Your, your forearms will start to burn, but it's a, a usable tool. And the Xenopuck is just right, it's in the same category as that for me only it's a puck i, I like the i like that better because i can use <laughs> right i can use my ice sticks my wood sticks training sticks whatever you want with that and it, it's really awesome i remember when i was younger pavel dotsu i saw a video of pavel dotsu training with uh, weighted like he put actual um, plates yep. on his stick right and ever since then we've always been trying to replicate something similar to that so mm-hmm. It's cool to have something like that. We use our railroad ties now. We have okay, yeah. like railroad ties and put them on our sticks. So. Yeah, I tried the like the the ankle weights and the wrist weights, right? Because I saw right there was the like the Yager training program. He's just covered right. in weights, yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> once he got to like Philly, everybody's like, "Oh, well, we we love Yogs now." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, well, I mean, that's he, true. Yeah, ridiculous. Totally forgot about that. He was a traveler. Yeah, yeah he's been mm-hmm. all over. Yeah. Um uh we're down to almost a minute uh where can we find you guys on social media where can they find out about the pucks and everything that's going on so our biggest social media thing right now is instagram and it's xeno pucks mm-hmm. if you look it up you'll find it with an x xeno um and then we're on facebook uh tiktok we have a tiktok we have twitter we even have a linkedin yeah. Um, yeah we're on reddit <laughs> youtube all of them really mm-hmm. but uh the biggest one right now is uh instagram and then and if it, if anybody asks a question to the instagram page it goes directly to me so like if anyone's got questions they can always reach out and, mm-hmm. you know, right. always happy to yeah. answer questions that people have our contact is on the website as well so mm-hmm. anybody wants to submit a form wants to talk to us our numbers there email so feel free to reach out definitely. yeah and everyone should know now that here's this. You guys are super easy to talk to, super approachable. I had a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for for coming on and talking about the puck, talking hockey. Uh, it was great to meet you guys, get to know you, and I'm sure I'll be needing some more soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was a pleasure. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks, oh, yeah, man. no problem. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you guys for uh, staying in there and listening to the whole thing. Uh, As you can see, Garter Steve, awesome guys. So happy to have had them on. Make sure you go to uh, Zenopucks, right? It's pretty much everywhere at Zenopuck. Uh, That's the way to find them. Their website is uh, zenopucks.com. You can find them on... Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all at Xenopucks. 
super easy to get to. The shop is great. Um, you can see they have a ton of customer reviews, frequently asked questions, all sorts of awesome stuff and resources to look at. And if you haven't seen the Pavel Barber video uh, that we talked about in the episode, I don't think you can sell it any better. Pavel Barber is crazy. The dude is insane. All of the stick handling moves he does, if he was able to do those with the Xenopuck, then you can do whatever it is that you need to do with it. right? So use that as a ringing endorsement. Use mine and go ahead and get yourself some Xenopucks. Now, I am still having or, or cracking one beer on this app just for me. In honor of my move, I am moving to Nashville, so I have to leave my job at the wonderful, lovely Zed's Brewery, uh, and I purposely avoided having Zed's beers on the shows because, obviously, I love them. It's where I work, but today I have an ode to my favorite Zed's beer, the uh, Kilkenny Irish Red. I think Irish Reds is one of the most underrated, underutilized, underdrank styles of beer in the entire world. And Jeff makes just about the best one that I've ever had. And it's, uh, it goes down smooth. It's got a nice malt backbone. There's a little caramel toffee sweetness to it, but it's not overpowering. It's not cloying. It's just a darn good beer. And, huh, I'm going to miss having ready access to them so, so much. So if you really want an Irish red ale, go to Zed's. It's not going to be on too much longer, and it's not going to be in four packs for all that much longer either. And if you have any and all beer needs, that's the place to go. Zed's Beer in Marlton, 19 North Maple Avenue. Best job I ever had. Whew. Six years really flew by working the taps, brewing, <laughs> uh, canning, doing everything that I did there. And it really is filled with a collection of incredibly wonderful people, employees and customers alike. So don't be afraid to talk to somebody when you're there. You're going to find somebody who will talk back to you and will probably convince you to start coming back more. Uh, so cheers to Zeds, cheers to them. Cheers to Steve Carter and Xenopucks. And as always, I have been your humble host, Matthew Maritea. I'll try to get to episode 82 as quick as I can, get myself set up in my new home down in Nashville. Um, but until then, you can follow along at Sport Chance Pod on Twitter and Instagram for all your podcast-related goodness and podcast-related tweets, posts, etc., and then you have me over at uh, Matthew Maritea on Twitter and Maritea22 on Instagram, Medium Untapped, other various social networks that I've probably forgotten about. Please um, stop by, say hello, leave reviews for the shows. Uh, five stars is always, always most appreciated. Um, but most importantly, at least for today, Bye, Zenopucks. And cheers. Thanks for stopping by.